Welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler. Today we have a guest, which is always my favorite episode. And we have Cameron Pivach, who is the CEO and founder of Vessel Marketing and someone I recently connected with over LinkedIn. I think she's doing some great stuff. Uh, So Cameron, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little background. Yeah. So um, I am actually from outside of New Orleans, but I moved to the Lafayette area for college. And that's where um, I actually, interestingly enough, I started out in dental hygiene. That's what I thought I was going to go into. Um, Love the dental profession, thought it was a great idea. And then I actually decided to sneak away from college a little bit and go to the Disney college program. Um, And I was a character performer there. And as I was doing that job, I kind of started realizing like, okay, I am too, I like too much change. I like a lot of creativity. I need something more. And so I came back and I was actually like a semester or two away from needing to apply to go into dental hygiene school when I realized "Eh, this isn't really for me. So I actually decided to change my major and I landed on marketing because I thought, like I said, creative gave me that opportunity, but also didn't like, you know, put me in a bucket of just like one thing that I had to do. So it gave me a lot of options. Um, and so I decided to, you know, finish out in marketing. And at the time, um, before I was, before I graduated, I started working for my sister's company, which, um, something borrowed blooms. If you're in the Lafayette area, you might have heard of it. Yeah, um, I have actually. Yeah. So that is my sister's company. So I actually started working for her in college cause she was needing help. Um, and so when I just, when I graduated, they needed more help. So I walked into helping them, um, and with their startup. And so I was there for about, three, three and a half years, something like that. Um, working with them, helping bootstrap that. Um, when I first, when I first started working with Lauren, we had like 12 weddings in the month in one month. And we were like, so excited about it. And at the time when I left, um, we actually had like 600 weddings in one month. And that's so, um, and I actually took an operational position there. So I was kind of overseeing the logistics of all the orders, making sure the brides got all the flowers and working with them. Um, but it was really when I was working for something Bard Blooms, I started to see how much you could grow through social media. A lot of their marketing efforts were based off of, you know, getting a presence online, educating brides, how to use their flowers. And so I saw the power of the growth that you could have and see for small businesses that can grow into huge, you know, they're now booming right now. Um, and so you, I just saw that firsthand, which really intrigued me. Um, but then at my, as I was working for them, I got my MBA within um, while I was doing that. And then after that, I actually decided to move back to New Orleans because my now husband, that's where he was living. So I moved back to New Orleans. And of course, you have to kind of be in the physical area to work and run operations. So um, I left, decided to leave something borrowed blooms and um, got back into marketing. And I took a position working for a construction company, doing their marketing and communications. And that's where I started to, like kind of really starting a whole social media campaigns for them and running their social media presence presence. Um, and they were a, you know, really well established construction company, but they didn't have a whole marketing department. So I was marketing department of one. And um, I, you know, kind of that's where I started really dabbling with social media and um, put a lot of my efforts for them on LinkedIn and things like that. And 
from there, I got a couple clients on the side. And I, ironically enough, it was a dental office was my first client on the side. And that was whenever I first decided to like, let me see what where this can go. So I decided to name it Vessel Marketing, got my first dental client, um, did her social media for a while. And really, that's when I really started liking um, working with smaller businesses and seeing what I could do to help them grow. And after that, um, I just started kind of snowballing and getting more clients. So I left my full time marketing position with the construction company to, um, you know, go full time with Vessel. And that's what I've been doing since um, full time since this past summer. But um, I've been doing Vessel marketing for early, for the last two years now. So. So what is that? So as you're doing Vessel full time, mm-hmm. what does that look like on a day to day basis as far as are you are you now branching off into kind of a full service agency? Or are you really just niched in social media? So I am niched in social media. That is where um, I kind of come in to help businesses. So, you know, um What I like to focus on is your strategy for social media. It's a job within itself. That's why, like, if I talk to companies and they're like, oh, we don't keep up with it. I'm like, well, you know why? What's going on? And typically it's because they're trying to have maybe their office manager handle it for them. Or maybe they do have a marketing department, but they have a lot more. um, Maybe they have a lot of, you know, conferences that they go to or things like that, where that's where their marketing department really focuses on. And then their social media is still kind of left unattended to. And so that's where I try to focus in and help them because it's, it's in service that they need and um, that I can provide for them, but I don't have to be in house. And that's where I kind of like to find myself. But yes, I focus strictly on social media for small to medium sized businesses. Could you like, Give us maybe just start with like kind of a, like a state of the union for like where where is the where are we at with social media? Because like it's been probably 10, 15 years now since like businesses started using Facebook and Twitter. And I feel like so much has changed. So like most small businesses probably know, okay, that social me- media is something they need to be doing. And mm-hmm. you even described like feeling like, guilty or maybe missing out like when it's not kept up properly but like what are the what are the platforms you're seeing the most effective for businesses and and how are they using them and and what are people getting right and what are people getting wrong just kind of a lay of the land of social media for business yeah absolutely um that's a really great question so you know just I always say, think about it from like your perspective as a consumer if you are sitting in a waiting room or you have a magazine or a phone in front of you, which one are you reaching for? It's your phone. So all the traditional marketing you know, aspects, that is still there. You're still needing to showcase what you do, who you are, what makes you different, all of those things. But nowadays, like everyone is on their phone. You yourself, you're always scrolling. That's where people are at. That's where people's attention is. So that's where you need to be um, and meet them where they're at. And so that's the first thing I always say is like, think about you as a consumer, that's where you find out about new brands. People are sharing things um, where you're interacting with these, with these businesses. Right. Also with a side of that is, you know, as we know, marketing is a whole ecosystem of things. And so people nowadays, yes, they still go on websites and they do go to see, you know, what your website looks like. But most of the time, if people are in a platform and they can get all that information, they're not going external to a website. They can, if they can get it all on the platform that they're already spending their time in, then that's the platform you need to be because people aren't clicking out. They aren't going to an external link if they can get it all in the same 
you know, Instagram that they want to just keep scrolling through afterwards. And so that's another thing is like websites still important, but this is another landing page. This is like a, almost like a secondary website for you. And that's what it should be. Um, so that's another key point that I always try to tell businesses is like, if your website's great, that's good. But if they don't get to your website because they're on these platforms, what's your, what does your page on this platform look like? That's really that you don't want to miss out on those opportunities. Um, so that's another thing with businesses needing to be on social media as well. As far as what platforms to be on, it really depends who you're, you know, what type of business do you do? Are you a product based business? Are you service based business? Are you business to business? Um, so I find that LinkedIn can be really powerful for those business to business, you know, connections and making sure that you have a really great professional presence. Also for talent, um, if you're trying to, you know, get really top talent, you know, those construction firms that are looking for awesome project managers, you want all of those new hires to come in straight out of school. Um, you want them to come look at you and your organization and have that presence there. So it's also, it also boils down to what are the goals of your social media, right? Is it really community involvement? Is it so Instagram's a great one to be on for that because you can, you know, have stickers, same thing with Facebook, you know, you can have stickers, engagement, talking, you know, with your community really closely. So it just depends on, you know, the goals of your business, what you're trying to accomplish, and then who, who your target audience is and where are they at? One of the things that I always like to tell people or, you know, business owners is don't try to be on everything. If you're already like worried about entering into the social media world, think about your target audience and where can you get the most bang for your buck? But it's, you know, if you're posting for free, it's not really buck, but, um, you know, get most bang for your buck and really focus on those platforms and figuring out how you can talk to, you know, your consumers or your other businesses that you're trying to, you know, connect with and do business with. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, this is always this is always floors me, you know, when you talk about educating people around the uses of social media, because I'll see people using different mediums that aren't social media sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and and I think to myself, I'll ask him a question, and I, I, I'm curious to get your response to this. I'll say, when you watch TV or just, you know, whatever, like you're streaming, whatever you do, where does your attention go the minute a commercial happens? Or where's your, where's your atten where are your customers' attention all the time? It's in their phone like this. So why wouldn't you be there? Like, do you, are you having to overcome that at all? Like, or is that pretty obvious to people when you come at them and say, cause you're kind of, I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk's big on that, right? Like you go, you want to go where the attention is. It's right. common, it's common sense, but is that something you're having to still educate people on or are people kind of getting that given the fact that my, you know, 50 year old brother-in-law is sending me TikToks all the time. It kind of just depends. So again, like you said, like, you know, your brother-in-law who's 55, he's on TikTok. So like, obviously he gets it. But there are also 55-year-olds that still want to go pay for billboards and spend $3,000 on a billboard. And it's like the scary, you know, fact of the matter is, is that when people are even driving, they're probably on their phones and they're not okay. looking at the billboards. And so um, I, it's always, a, it's, it's the ones who, if they are hesitant to social media, I get them still wanting to implement those, you know, traditional marketing strategies. I would never tell someone not to try something, but you have to understand that with social media, the beauty of it is that you can reach it at scale. And it's, I mean, it, it can just like 
the pros to it can outweigh traditional marketing tactics. And so that's where I always like, why not try out social media, give it a really good, you know, consistent effort and see where it takes you and see how much traction you get from it. Yeah. So Cameron, you were talking about um, just the the state of everybody needing to be on the med- on social media because that's where everybody's consuming media. And so if you want to participate in that, that's the place to be. Um, what kind of content should businesses focus on compared to maybe, you know, five, 10 years ago when they were getting on social media? So that's a hard question just because there's so many options and it depends kind of who you are as a business and what you have to offer. Um, and and really like your personality, that's really what it's all going to kind of boil down to is your brand and your personality. Um, honest, you know, obviously everybody says video is king, which it, it kind of is. I mean, you yourself, you if you're scrolling through and there's a quick 15 second video that gets your attention, you get a little valued from it. You're going to double tap and keep scrolling. Um Versus like a picture, eh, okay, you know, you might just scroll, you see so many pictures that it doesn't really change anything up. So I would always say that if, if you can change, if you can provide your message in a video form, that will always be my go-to advice is try to do it in a compelling, interesting way, quick snippet of information, concise, clear, and get your message out there through video. Um, just because another thing is video can be pushed out to larger audiences. And the more people watch it, the more people interact with it, maybe send it to, you know, other people, that algorithm is going to feed it to larger and larger audiences versus static posts don't always have that same reach or that same virality aspect. Um, And so I would always say video is going to be king, but if you have really nice imagery that gets people's attention and you can put it in a way that still grabs, you know, still connects with them and it makes them stop scrolling, which is what you're trying to get them to do to stop stop scrolling and like your post, um, then imagery is always a really great way to do that. I always recommend having a mix of lifestyle and real just raw photos versus not like always posting stock images just because you yourself can sniff out if it's a fake picture or if it's actually from someone actually shared it from that, you know, business entity. So I would say um, those lifestyle pictures are going to do better versus your stock imagery. Um, And then when it comes to posting captions or making infographics, make sure that information, you know, you can do long form, but as we know, as consumers of social media, our attention span and our, the fight to keep us, you know, dialed in on a post is short. And so if you can make the information that you're sharing as short as possible, that's always going to help you as well too. Um, and then obviously if you want to do long posts every now and then that's not going to be discouraged, of course. Cameron, one of the things that I've kind of, you know, I've gone back and forth on social media in terms of being, um, the, my thought process around like, so I'll give you a little background. I have, I'm doing, you You and I connected on LinkedIn. That's where I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of stuff. I've got a virtual assistant mm-hmm. that is posting for me on LinkedIn. And, but one of my thoughts has always been, it's hard, it's hard to have somebody replicate your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to, because I, what I've always gravitated to, and I'll be curious to get your thoughts is, um, people gravitate toward authenticity of the message, right? If it's true. So even with my, my virtual assistant who comes up with the posts, I'm editing them because I want it to sound like me. Right. 
how are you managing that? Because I know there are clients who you are posting for. I mean, that's part of a social media kind of package. How are you straddling that line of, of somebody saying, I want it to be my voice, but you're the one that's posting. And where are you kind of on that spectrum of, of, of the authenticity? Absolutely. So that's one thing that I work really, really hard to do is emulate the person's brand. So when I'm going to create content for my clients, I like think to myself, okay, if I was this owner, let's think about how they would portray things, even coming down to like the music that I choose for the background of their videos. Um, And so I really try to study how they, you know, how they write on their website, what their messaging is throughout their business and all their other collateral that they use, even just, you know, how they speak to me, trying to learn their voice. And one of the things that I do is um, on on the Google calendar or on the Google content calendars that I send out to my clients, I can track all of their edits. So when I make their post, I go and look every month to see what they change, what wording they're you know, using now to where I can start learning to where I'm not making the same mistake over and over again. So as my time and my relationship with my clients, you know, continue, I just get better at kind of mimicking this, if this was this doctor saying it, this is how they would portray that message. And so that's something that I work, you know, and really, really focus on is, again, I want you to yes, go and edit and make sure it sounds like you but I want you to have to do as little editing as possible, because I'm learning your voice. And it feels like when you read it, you go, yeah, that sounds like I could have written that. And that's something that I really, you know, pride myself in and try to strive for. Yeah. So Cameron, Mm -hmm. um, I know it doesn't cost anything as like a billboard costs, but it does cost time and it does cost, uh, you know, creative time and, and labor. Um, so for most businesses, it is costly to do social media, how, whether they're either hiring somebody like you or they're doing it themselves or having a staff member do it. Um, how do you track the return on the investment of social media? So that's always one of the main questions, right? The return on investment. Um, And so with organic social media, one thing I try to be really transparent with my clients is it is hard to track unless they have a very structured system in place where they are funneling or fielding all of their new clients or their calls and things like that and always keeping up with how they reached out to them. Um, I always say like, you're not going to get a super accurate number of how they're performing based off of social media. One of the main things that I really try to focus on is getting the feedback from those business owners. Like, are you here? If they don't have those really structured, you know, um, systems in place, then I have to just go off of like, are you hearing people are saying social media? Are people commenting? Are people messaging? When I focus on that as well. Um, And so I had like, I had a dentist that she said majority of her new patients come from her, like them saying they saw us on social media, Facebook or Instagram. And so that right there, like I don't have a concrete number, but if she's saying majority of her new patients, that sounds like a win to me. Um, And then I even, you know, recently And uh, that's another thing is I just kind of share like those anecdotal stories with my clients and let them know it's hard to track. Um, But that sentiment of like, are you seeing an increase in your revenue? Are you seeing an increase? So I have a client, um, I do the United Way of St. Charles Parish's um, social media, and they said that they're over the last year, their 
um, donations have increased since working with me. And so that right there, like we have, you know, a number based off of just like their increase overall and the, the presence we've had online. Um, but that return, that direct return is a little harder through organic. And that's just something I try to just be very transparent about, but also like, you know, when you start running ads, that's whenever you can get a little bit more nitty gritty about, you know, tracking those leads, how many calls, how many people will click to your website and, you know, did anything convert? Um, so that's just something that I try to be super transparent about. Yeah. You, my dad would be your worst client because he, <laughs> he's mentioned that to me before. My dad's an engineer. And, uh, and if you, if you can, you understand how an engineer thinks, they immediately think to that point, ROI mm-hmm. and my dad, and, 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 and I'm giving my dad a hard time, but for, for a while, he was posting on LinkedIn and even TikTok videos, like technical videos. He was like, he goes, Marcus, because I, I love video. I, I started six, seven years ago doing Facebook Live. And I, my dad goes, is that stuff going to work? And I said, well, you're playing the long game. You don't know when it's going to pop. And my dad, he one time he showed me he had the amount of views he had on LinkedIn. He, one video, I forget, it was in the tens of the hundreds of thousands maybe. Yeah. And I said, he goes, well, what's that going to bring me? I said, you don't know what it's going to bring you. Is it going to bring you a speaking opportunity, a new a new employee? Because I think, I think people oftentimes, and this is what I, I would love you to comment on. I tell people social media is twofold. It's not just, it's not just new business. It's new talent. Because mm-hmm. if you were going to work for someone, where are you going to go first? Let me see what they're about. Where, what, how are you going to find out where they're about? Their website, maybe, but their social media generally is going to tell the better story. So I always kind of tell, and, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this, how you, how you describe this. It's the long game and you don't know when it's going to pop. I had a client the other day call me, new client. He said, I've been watching your podcast. He started telling me the strategies that I was going to use in working with him because he'd been listening to the podcast and watching my videos. Now, how do you quantify that? I just know, I know what the annual revenue is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was just from putting in the work. So how do you, are you, is that kind of your go-to as far as when you're talking to people about that long game and, and when it's going to pop? Yeah. So it, that's one thing that I always, again, try to be super transparent about. It's like, if you're just trying to do this for like three to six months, it's, that's not it. You've got to put in over a year worth of just like work to see, to start seeing some fruits of your labor. You know, it's not a quick, just win all the, you know, viral posts. That's one in a million chances sometimes. And so, but to that point, like, yeah, there are times where we had a client, you know, at a law firm, um, he posted a video about wills. And with that will, he got a message saying like, oh, I need to make an appointment with you right there. You know, just like it, was something that that person obviously was thinking about. And maybe without that video, they would have never called. So that, you know, right there just shows the power of social media and how like you just showcasing your value and letting people see what you can offer them. It's going to spark that attention and oh, reminder, let me go call him, you know. Um, and with the whole with the talent, that's something I think is a such an undervalued aspect of social media is when, again, like you said, when people go to do their own research on businesses that they want to go interview with or possibly go, you know, go work for, they're going to want to get a glimpse of the work, the culture, the, what are, what are they about? Who, what are they involved in? Who would I be working with? Um, that's all going to tell them a digital experience of your business and what it's going to be like working for them or for you. And so I always say that too, you know, if you are wanting to attract top talent, 
those top talent are probably on their social media looking at your page. So you want it to be the best representation of your business and the work culture that you can offer for these people to where you can even offer even better services because you're attracting the best talent out there. Um, same thing as like you, your social media should be a digital presence and digital experience and portfolio of what you can offer someone for the services that you have. Um, and you want that to all be aligned and, you know, attracting the, the right talent and the right ideal clients as well. Yeah, we, our office coordinator right now, we found her, I didn't realize this. We, uh, in our, we do monthly one-on-one meetings with all the staff. And she said, I never told you this, but the way I found out about the job was my niece is an accounting student at UL and saw the, li- saw it was on Facebook. Saw the ad, the job description, and she said, I've been following these guys. I think they're really fun. I think you'd like to work there. Like, I think this would be a good job for you. So it was like a second hand, back to the point of you just don't know. Right. But she she vouched for us, and I don't even I don't even know her niece's name, don't never met her. And so it just speaks to the power of of kind of putting your message out there. Yeah, I've actually I started posting for Vessel Marketing and I got a a message one time and someone was like, hi, I really like your page. I really like your marketing agency. I don't know if you have any job availability, but like, please keep me in mind if you do. And at the time I wasn't hiring, but I just thought it was so cool that I got a random person that just from my content, you know, they reached out to me. Um, And even for the construction company that I worked for a while back, one of the um, recruiters, I was talking to him and he was like, oh, he's like, I saw all the projects that y'all worked on. He said, and I thought they were so cool. And he said, so whenever I got an interview, I was pumped because I looked at y'all's page and everything that y'all, you know, were involved in and I, I wanted to come work for the company. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, maybe, maybe one other question for you, Cameron, as I mean, you've given us a lot to, uh, to digest for any small business owner, but just how would you recommend or maybe what are some good case studies that you've been a part of of companies kind of cutting through the noise and uh, of social media because it's it's yeah. no secret that you know we there's benefits there but how do how do you cut through the noise yeah i would say um one of the things i really focus on to try to make my, the businesses and any business really that I'm working with is like, I try to tell the story. And that's one thing that I really focus on is that the story and their brand is what's going to make them different, obviously, to other just another CPA firm, another, you know, anything like that. So what makes you different is really what I try to hone in on and telling the stories of their clients is always a great way to not be salesy. So how did you provide value and how did you help your clients get to the solution and present it in a way that's, that attracts people's attention? Because think about it, if you were in class and you had a professor start rambling on about something, but then the minute they connect it with a story, you remember it. It makes it memorable and you leave going, okay, that topic I'm going to, ha- I'm going to hold on to because of the story. So we always try to find like, you know, the story of the history or what made them, you know, start their business, but then the stories of their clients and how they helped them. And maybe the certain case study where this solution, this challenge came up and this is the solution they provided. And that makes it so much more relatable and not salesy. And I think it just does so much, so much better. Like the orthodontist, uh, the case that I'm specifically thinking of is I work with an orthodontist and we started just telling the patient story, you know, like a child was 
we actually just posted like a child was nervous because they had, you know, teeth misaligned and they were, you know, a little self-conscious. And so we told the story of that patient, not saying, oh, look at how beautiful I just made this smile. But we positioned it in a way that really showed them getting to the success story without just saying, look at how great this orthodontist is, but learn this or meet this patient, see their problem and see how we helped get them to feeling even more confident with them, themselves. And so that's what I really like to hone in on is telling those stories instead of just trying to sell your product or service. Cause I think it, it's, it feels so much more natural. You get such a better response. And again, it makes it more memorable for people, you know, and I think that's really the value that you can offer. And it, it does really well whenever I've, you know, when I'm thinking about content for all my um, clients. <laughs> is that because people identify with stories more and they can see themselves? Is that why, or is it, they just engage more, are more attracted to stories? What, why is that strategy more successful than, than others? I honestly, I think it's, I think it, it goes back to like the emotional, like empathy, you know, just like connecting and seeing them, like you said, seeing themselves in those stories. Like, man, remember whenever I was a kid and like I needed braces, like that would, you know, that aspect of it, but also it's, it's more entertaining. Um, if I write a whole paragraph of the story, that's not as entertaining as, you know, sharing a video of, and how to share, showcase that story. And so it just, it's more, it's more compelling. It's more interesting. It's more natural to connect with than just hearing the technical side of things. And it makes it, like I said, more, um, more memorable for the business and you stand out in their mind for the next time they need their product or service. Gotcha. Yeah, Cameron, before we let you go, if you were to leave small business owners who are kind of thinking like, and, and, and I think at this point, we could probably assume most people are trying mm-hmm. some form of social media. I mean, we're, you know, we're 15 years into this. This isn't like new ground for people. But if they were trying to do it better, what would you leave them with as ways they could right now where they are do things better as a small business? So my biggest tip, because this is typically what everybody says, they don't have the time to do it. I would ask them to carve out maybe a morning where you plan posts and it doesn't even have to be every day because that's overwhelming for a lot of small businesses, but take a morning and write 10 to 15 ideas down that you would want to share. And you don't even have to re, you know, reinvent the wheel. Go look on your website. Go look at the collateral you have in your, um, think of the meetings you have with your ideal clients and the questions that they, that your, you know, clients are asking you. Cause you don't even think about those things, but that's all it's super easy content that you can then share. If people are asking you in those meetings, people outside in the digital world are going to, you know, listen to that information as well. So think of those like 10 to 15 ideas, get those down and then, and then kind of work backwards. How are we going to share it? Is it going to be an infographic or can I put this caption and this information in a video? Or can I take this little picture, um, showcasing, you know, this service that I offer and use that? And so get all of that down and then just have that already planned out for the whole month and then just start posting it. And um, that's kind of what I always like try to tell people is like, get those, get those ideas down because trying to chase, oh, I didn't post today. That's always going to feel really annoying. It's going to feel, um, it's not going to feel authentic. It's going to feel rushed. You're not going to enjoy it. So I always say as much as you can kind of batch in one sitting go ahead and do that because it's going to feel you're going to have a flow of creativity, flow of ideas and help you get prepared for like the next month. And then you can do it, you know, month over month and see what, 
see what performs well and start kind of reviewing those things. But I would say take it slow, but get that little batch of ideas out to prepare you for a whole month. And then it's kind of um, go from there. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, and, if you, and if you're struggling with ideas, you could throw them in a chat GPT, right, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> That's our last episode. Just a yeah. quick plug for our last episode. Yeah, yeah. That's more Tyler's domain. Yeah, that's um, a whole rabbit trail. Yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, we don't. I should. Cameron has given us that. a lot to think about already, <laughs> and some really great advice. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, another thing, I always think about why you're posting. That's another just like little tip. Is you know like. Why are you posting? If it's just to throw a post up there, then maybe just save your time and energy on a, on a time where you have something better planned. But make sure you're providing, you know, value. Like what solution? What are you what can you share? Are you hoping to connect with your community? So you're sharing something more lifestyle or are you really trying to share the education and the expertise you have and provide that information to your ideal client? So the goals are always kind of think back about why you're posting and, you know, that'll be your guiding star. Yeah, I think that's really good advice that to always go back to why and let that be the guide because I think there's a temptation. You I remember this in the early days of web design of like you you might start seeing a pattern, right? Of like, oh, okay, well, for every hundred visitors, you know, four customers are created. And then so all of a sudden people move move the target towards visitors and they get they do things that are bad to get more visitors and that that doesn't grow so i think if you get into this trap of like like you were saying earlier like oh okay well we're posting every day well that might be great but if you've abandoned why you're posting and the the quality of the content you're not going to see the results so yeah i think that's a good place to to leave us well, thanks, Cameron. This has been awesome. You've given uh, given us a lot to think about, and a lot. I think it's a perfect time. Uh, I think you know, as we think about the new year, uh, social media, at least for uh, my experience in business, is always one of those things that could be done better. <laughs> and uh, it's probably on a lot of uh, people's New Year's resolution list for their business. So um, be thinking about that. And uh, yeah, Mark, yeah, you got anything before we? No, this has been great. Very helpful. Um, I like Cameron. If people want to f- connect with you, what's the best way for people to find you online? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram vessel at vessel underscore marketing. Um, but also I'm on LinkedIn, Cameron Norfleet Pivach or just Cam Pivach is on Instagram, but vessel marketing is where you can find me. Um, it's special vessel dash marketing for my website, vessel underscore marketing for, um, Instagram and Facebook. So. Okay, awesome. I lied. I have one more question, Cam. Yeah. It was something I was hoping you would come back around to. What character were you at Disney? <laughs> so, to keep character integrity, because uh, I could get in trouble, but I will say I'm friends with um, Princess Anna from Frozen and Chippendale. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Right. Awesome. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to get you in trouble. I just... I was I was picturing like okay it was she Minnie Mouse was she like Cinderella you know yeah um, yeah so yeah <laughs> so with the college program you have to be a fur character um at all time you know that's like your base and then if you get pulled for face then you can go be a face character so yeah I spent a lot of time with Chippendale and then um I got fit for Belle and Anna but I was only approved with Anna so oh well cool well awesome man what a journey you've taken to (laughs) to be where you are today sharing all this great information with us so thank you for that and as always you can go to mirror.group and find all the other podcasts there you can connect with Marcus and his team who's always trying to help small business owners 
owners do better business and uh, and just move the needle on um, you know what matters to you and, and, and why you do business and reach, reaching those goals so um, until next time alright guys see ya see ya thanks